Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. This is your host, Marco D'Angelo, along with my partner in crime, Vegas runner, VR. How are you doing today? Uh, never better, Marco. Feeling great. And uh, just uh, read the news that we're going to discuss a little later about the hometown Phillies. Just came across the wire. Big baseball trade. We're taping here on Wednesday, July 29th. Uh, before we get into uh, you know baseball, we're going to talk a little football in this first segment, and, and we did talk about it last week, but it's now official, or really is it official? Can it ever be official? Brett Favre says no to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Brett Favre, this has just been a story that's you know it seems like it never dies. What Brett Favre reminds me of, Vegas Runner, is. When I was a kid, and it was my birthday, and my parents would bring out the birthday cake with the candles, and you'd blow the candle out, and then yet they'd have that one trick candle that kept coming back, kept yes. lighting, yeah. kept coming back, kept lighting. That's Brett Favre. He says he's done. I still don't believe it yet. I, my opinion is what's going to happen is he, he's told the Vikings no. You've got some interesting information on that, and then I'll give you my thoughts. Go ahead and tell me um, what you – See, the, the thing is this. It, it, the only team he was going to come back and play for is the Minnesota Vikings. A, because of the offense and the relationship he has with the offensive coordinator, so he knows the system and it was simple for him. And B, his initial motivation, get back at Green Bay. So the only fit is the Vikings. You know, people talking about will he go to another team, you know, late in the season, play the final eight games or the playoffs. Throw that out the window. The only team he was going to play for, I believe, is the Minnesota Vikings. I really believe now he's officially done. And, and the reason for this is that I thought to myself, what like we were speaking, what could he possibly be waiting on? Like, what could you not know now that you'll know five days from now for such a big decision? Like, what are you waiting for, a light to, the, to come on? And just today released, that's not what happened. Actually, Favre was already telling Minnesota he doesn't think he's going to do it. He's not going to do it. If not saying ex- no a few weeks back. And all of a sudden, all the star players got his number, and they started calling him, egging him on, letting him know, come on, we could win a, a, a Super Bowl with you, and, and trying to talk him into it. Even Childress contacted him let him know spring training will will be light on you practice will be light on you we just need you to be game ready and we think we could win it all with you so i think that's what the delay was and he knew going up to spring training he had to at this point give a decision had to be official so i think he just gave the vikings that much time to see if they could convince them um but it didn't work you feel that he's definitely done i I still think that there's a possibility that we're still going to see Brett Favre in 2009. You might uh, be right. I have two scenarios that that we see it. The first, like you said, Minnesota is a natural fit because he, he has, you know, the knowledge of the offense, you know, with the offensive coordinator and such. Um, so that makes them a natural fit. If Tavares Jackson starts the season off bad, 
You know, do you think Brett Favre's phone rings again? Do you think once he starts watching, you know, a couple preseason games in that first Sunday, uh, the regular season, that he starts to get that little itch when he's sitting at home on the couch for the first time? Um, he's going to be rumored anytime that there's an injury, and this is the second scenario. I think that and it ha- it's happened almost every, every year. year. Sure, sure. Some star goes down at least in the preseason. Two, two, three quarterbacks go down in the preseason during, or the first or second week year, of the yeah. season. That all of a sudden the media is going to go. Well, Brett Favre's still sitting out there, and you know his phone's going to ring. And, and the soreness will be gone. You got to remember he, he's just out of the surgeries, and you know he can't be feeling that great physically, also. And I think that's what is his hesitation is about. I don't believe it's the passion's not there. I think it's he just doesn't think he's physically capable of putting his body through that one more time. And what's the reward at the end? I don't think he really believed. If he thought they were Super Bowl contenders 100%, I think he'd have been on it. He'd have pushed himself to do it just to do it because he, he is a proud man. We've seen that. You know, he ain't embarrassed to come back. He walks with his head tall. He says, I'm, I'm retiring three times, you know, so. And it's, it's a situation that, you know, the veterans, that their bodies have taken a beating. And let's face it, Brett Favre's body has taken a beating. Even though he's the Iron Man of football, you know, with the consecutive start streak and everything, you know, the guy was addicted to painkillers at, at one point of his career. I mean, his body has taken oh, yeah. a serious beating. The thought of another training camp, you know, in July and early August when it's, you know, 90-plus degrees, these guys ain't, they're, you know, the veterans don't look forward to that. I think that it's a strong possibility that we will see, still see Brett Favre before the you know, the 2009 season's over. And uh, it, it, if it happens, it'd happen early. Brother, uh, it would happen early. Put it this way, I wouldn't, I just think – because he turned it down now, but I wouldn't put money I found on the street on that. He won't, won't ever come back. You don't know what this guy is. You, so. you, you just don't know. But I still, at this point now, and, and given the light of what you just said where, you know, a lot of the stars, Peterson and, the you know, the offensive linemen and everybody that were, you know, texting and calling Favre, What's that do for Jackson? I, I mean, yeah. where is his mental state? And you state? know he has a couple loyal followers that are his boys. You know, so is the camp divided now? You know, the, the Jackson followers and the guys that were making these phone calls, you know? And even though Brett Favre's <laughs> not going to be there in training camp, this kid's going to have that shadow on him sure. all, you know, throughout the preseason in the first couple weeks. And the first couple bad games he has or the first – you know, bad throws he makes, they're going to, you know, it's all going to start again. I think he's in for a really bad, you know, bad year. If Favre doesn't, you know, doesn't come back to Minnesota, Minnesota's in trouble. I think this really wrecked the chemistry of this team, and it's going to definitely affect, the, you know, the confidence level for Tavarius Jackson. Uh, I would want no parts of Minnesota as far as any future bets go. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my opinion uh, on that. Um, we're going to wrap up. you got anything else you want to add no, before we wrap up? No, just that they made the, the, the NFC North relevant a little bit because, you know, everybody's talking about the AFC East, the NFC East, 
you know. And, but now, because of the far situation, they made that relevant again. There's the Rodgers in Green Bay. You know, Cutler's now in Chicago. Will Far come to Minnesota? So, you know, it, it's not a bad thing that this brought a little hype before the season. You know me. Well, yeah, we're, you know, we're definitely hurting for it. It's a slow time of the year. Yeah, uh, we, we, we need something. to blood boiling a little bit before the NFL you know, picks off a much more physical and demanding sport. It, it's, it's, it's been like a, you know, a daily soap opera, though, with Brett Favre, for, for God's sake. But, uh, hey, it's done now for the moment. So, you know, you've had a great career, Brett. You know, enjoy the time off. Get on that John Deere tractor down there and enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll see. No fakes this year. No fakes. You know, I, I, I could still see that. Uh, we'll see. I, I still think that he, <laughs> he's going to show up before the year's over. All right, guys, that's the first segment here on the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. I'll be right back with VR as we go into segment two. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. Welcome back to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. This is Marco D'Angelo for Segment 2 along with Vegas Runner. And the trading deadline in Major League Baseball is coming up at 4 p.m. on Friday. And, uh, you know, the watch has been uh, Roy Holiday. Where is he going? There's been a trade announced uh, just a little bit ago. There's a big gun going to Philadelphia. Let's go to the man from Philadelphia, Vegas runner. Where, what's happening? Left-hander Cliff Lee will be in Philadelphia. Um, they will not get Halliday. They did not want to give up Hap and Drabeck. Um, Hap, we've already seen what he's done. And I think they feel like they owe him a little loyalty because he has been their best pitcher this year. Mm-hmm. You know, And he has helped them get a seven-game lead in their division. So, uh, you know, although it is a business, uh, at the same, you know, I think they believe in this kid. And they, you know, Phillies are, are one of them organization that believes in prospects and building from, from their AAA club. And they love this Drebeck kid. So they didn't want to lose Hap and Drebeck. You know, that was the question mark with, with the Halliday. They didn't want to get rid of him. And truth is... Uh, I, if they would have done it, I think they could have secured themselves a World Series appearance at least one of the next two years. Mm-hmm. But I could understand looking to the future also, looking a little further down the road. And let's – Cliff Lee is – I mean, when, when a guy's minus 180 and, and plays for the Cleveland Indians – you know, he's got some stuff. Yeah, and you've got – you know, let's not forget. I mean, we're talking about – the Philadelphia Phillies, we, we mentioned this in last week's show. This is not a team that just come out of nowhere and has a, you know, has a chance to make a run it's this a year. Nucleus. Yeah, That's this, why. this team won the World Series last year, and you know, the team's basically you know, pretty much intact from last year. This is just an added, you know, an added bonus, making that starting pitching that much stronger. And bringing a lefty over from the American League, He's not, you know, so the teams don't see him on a regular basis, you know, other than interleague play. That's going to be a huge advantage for the Phils down the stretch when Lee's on the mound. This sews up, I mean, I think the the Phils had the East sewed up anyways. This sews it up, and this makes them, you know, on even terms with the Dodger pitching at this point. Yeah, he, and he's, he's pitching his best ball right now. I think that was also the selling point. With the Lee thing. I mean, his last couple starts, he's been phenomenal. And again, this guy pitches for Cleveland. 
So, I mean, you know, you got to put his record aside, and you even have to adjust for his ERA, you know, because you, you don't know runners and I mean, with, with the defense behind them. The and, defense behind them playing with the DH in the American League. Yeah, it's, it's going to be different. And, and although I think, you know, obviously Halliday is the best available pitcher out there right now, um, I think exactly I agree with you. If the Phillies' bullpen gets stronger as we approach the fall, I think they are as strong as the Dodgers. And what's surprising me is I just looked up the odds because you're getting a VR future blog. I, I, could, I, I was going to write one earlier, and I said the problem is I liked the favorites at that time, and there just wasn't value. It was too early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't going to invest. But right now, we're far enough into the season and and close enough to the playoffs um, that we know which teams should be there and which are definitely going to be at least be in the playoffs. So looking at some of these odds, there are some good value. And I can't believe that the Phillies are still 10 to 1 right now, 9 or 10 to 1. Um, And the Dodgers are only 5 to 1. So I think with them two teams right there, I think they're a lot more even than what the odds show. So I think there's a lot of value that Cliff Lee just added that he's filled. Absolutely. And, and those lines, I think, are going to be adjusted here, you know, very shortly, you know, once the trade, you know, it is official and people start betting. They're, yeah, they're, they're going to change it. And it will. They're was... going to see that 10 to 1, and there's value because they got a seven game lead on their division. They're Absolutely. only four games behind having home field in the playoffs. Right. And you don't know if they could go on a tear in this second half. Howard's always played his best in the second half and all. So I, I know the wise guys are running in the window as we speak, betting futures on the Phillies, and I think I'm going to end up doing the exact same thing. How can it's you not? A, yeah, it's an absolutely smart play. There was another trade in Major League Baseball, you know, not quite as earth shattering, but my hometown Pittsburgh Pirates made a trade, uh, sending uh, pitcher Ian Snell. Uh, one of uh, our buddy Stephen Nover's uh, favorite pitchers to fade. Uh, and by the way, Stephen will be back with us next week. Uh, he is back in the country from Russia, and uh, he'll be, he had some things to take care of this week, but he'll be back next week. And the Pirates also sent Jack Wilson, uh, who has been a trade bait for, it seems like, the last three years at Pittsburgh. Finally, somebody picked him up. So, uh, those two guys go to uh, Seattle. Uh, not quite as earth-shattering news as Cliff Lee. They're ten and a half back. Are they going to make a move? <laughs> <laughs> not with those two. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the last story of baseball, as far as you know, with the trading deadline coming up, you know, now where does Roy Holiday go? And, and you said it, and uh, you know, some people in town have told you, and, and it now does look like the most logical, uh, you know, candidate put it out on the Twitter and I, I put it in my forum post. I, I, a really sharp guy went to the window and bet a really big ticket on Boston. And when I asked him why, his answer was, I have a good source telling me they're going to get Halliday. This was before ESPN said it, before it was even thought of, when it was just the Phillies they were talking about. I saw his ticket. It was 5-1 to one was the price he got on it. Um, and it's still, I, I see, you know, nine to twos, five to ones out there mm-hmm. still on, on this team. And I think they're very close to signing Halliday. And later in segment number three, you're going to know how VR feels about it because mm-hmm. I got a future for him. Okay, no, no question <laughs> about that. We'll look forward to that in segment three. 
Um, you know, finishing up in segment two, we like to, you know, look at the, the current market of baseball and, you know, how the teams are playing and, you know, what's transpiring in the last week. And, um, you know, I got to, you know, we've, we've asked all year what's wrong with the Cubs and, you know, when are they going to come, you know, start playing like they're capable. And, you know, here we are July 29th, and I, I look up at the standings and, you know, they're within a half a game of St. Louis now. They're, they're finally starting, you know, to play some baseball. And is this the run we've been waiting for from the Cubs? The last 12 years, this has been their trend. They had, like, the best second-half record, I believe. Um, I, I was they, – they were, they were talking about this exact thing um, on one of the sports channels and uh, about the Cubs for the last 12 years, how they've gone into um, the All-Star break below 500, I believe. It's some, some stat like that and, and how in the second half they've always had, had a, a much better record for this past decade. And they're doing it again. Um, but St. Louis, you know, they made a big sign. They, they picked up a, a, a big guy as well. And now they're a half a game up. They have the lead in that division. So that division is tough, Marco. You, you got even Houston four and a half games out. Um, I mean, two and a half games out. And the way Oswald's been pitching, forget about it. Yeah, he's he's been on fire. And, and the team that looks like is, uh, you know, going to start to fade off into the sunset is the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. They they were there most of the season, and right now they just can't get out of their own way. They're, they're playing horrible. They, they've lost two in a row this week to, to the Washington Nationals, and we so all know how we, you know, how we feel about the Washington Nationals. So uh, bad situation there. But Bad pitching when you're giving up eight runs, 14 runs, 10 runs, nine runs, eight runs, eight runs in the last 10 games you're not going to win you're not going to win too many in the games national league you're not playing in the al you know absolutely and uh, the run that colorado was on looks like they've definitely come back to earth they're playing 500 ball the last uh 10 12 games uh there uh and they're on an east coast road trip right now which is definitely going to put them um, you know, back to reality. And what if San Fran could win on the road? <laughs> you know, them two are now tied for the lead in the wild card, Colorado and San Francisco. Um, and then after them, it's whatever. In the San Central Francisco, I, I mean, the situation, if San Francisco could just they get bats. some. They need they a little need, offensive production, right. man. They could get one more bat in the yeah, lineup to, yeah, you know, yeah. to try to help, you know, help that lineup. I mean, with that, the starting pitching that they've got, I mean, you got your two big guns, Lynchcomb and uh, – Kane, you know, those guys, you know, they have been studs all year long. I mean, you throw those two out, you're looking at two wins almost. That's uh, why if they should have grabbed Holiday, man. If they could have got Holiday before St. Louis did, that team, I, just because they're interesting, you yeah. know what I mean? That would be great to see that team because nobody, man, I didn't see this coming. I'll tell you the truth. They they're definitely are over overachieving. I mean, to, to win games the way they scratch and claw runs across – uh, you know, it's it's just incredible. So, you know, that's a that's a look at the National League. American League, you know, the Yankees, you know, they continue to play well. They had the big home stand. Um, you know, they're, they're out on the road now. We'll see how they fare this week with the road trip. Uh, you know, first two games of the series with Tampa Bay, they split. Uh, you know, they're looking to hold serve. You know, Boston's blown a couple games that, um, you know, they're just not playing well right now. 
They had a lead on the Yankees. They lost their lead. They fell two and a half games behind. You know, this is a crucial point of the season, you know, for the Red Sox. You know, the evil empire, you know, the longer we go and they start building on that, you know, that lead. If they open that thing up to three and a half, four games, you know, Boston, you know, unless they make that trade and get the big horse, you know, holiday, they can't let the Yankees get too far away from them. And they lost games to teams they shouldn't lose to. I, I agree, and I mean, they are leading in the wild card standings, but uh, they're not playing well at all, and the Yankees are. Um, and, and this is the biggest series, I thought, was this Yankees-Tampa series. Because if Tampa was to get swept or even loses this series, loses tonight, they're pretty much done. I mean, they're, they, got, they could kiss the division goodbye, more right. or less. And if anything, then they got to fight for a wild card. And that's going to be extremely difficult, especially the way even Texas is, is playing. So, um, you know, this, that's a big series for them. But Boston, it's going to come down to, are they going to, now I think that the, all the attention is, are they going to get Halliday? And is this becoming now a distraction, something this team doesn't need right now because they are not playing well? And if the Yankees open up a bigger lead, bigger lead, like remember I said in last week's podcast, the most, the strangest thing, or I mean, would be when the season ends, if these teams kill each other Mm -hmm. and Texas sneaks in, gets the wild card, and we only see one representative for the East. Um, so, you know, right now, Yankees have a chance to try to open up this lead. Absolutely. And as you said, this is a big series. Uh, it's a statement series for Tampa Bay. They had, they had got themselves back into the race last week. And, you know, now they're sitting at six and a half games, uh, you know, out of first place and uh, pivotal, you know, week for them. Uh, it's going to be an interesting run. Uh, I think the Angels in, in Texas is going to come down. You know, it's going to go the rest of the way. I do believe the Angels are the better overall team out west. Uh, Texas, I just, you know, like everybody else, I just keep waiting for that pitching to, 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 come, you know, to come back to earth. Uh, the, you know, the pitching is carried them. Uh, and it's, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be the bats, you know. It was supposed to be the bats at Texas. And it's keeping them, you know, it's keeping them in the race. The Angels, I think, are the complete team. They got the hitting, uh, you know, they got a powerful lineup. They've got the, you know, the pitching there. And they're uh, not even healthy. They're not even 100% healthy, you know, with Vlad. And, you know, so. I, I still think that they're, you know, if you have the scenario, like you said, that it comes down to the Boston, you know, Boston and the Yankees, and they end up, you know, beating each other up, and they battle in the, you know, wild card in the playoffs and such, that, uh you know the angels are still value out there you know on a future in an earlier podcast i gave that yeah, up and right and, now they're doing it no vlad no tory hunter i mean you know this team is first in their division getting it done and they're studs i mean you, vlad is 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 a key you know for that offense so right. you know if these guys come back if they get healthy they're they're, they're going to make some serious noise come playoff time well, that was a great second segment here, uh, you know, taking the overview of all the uh, teams here, um, you know, coming down the stretch as we get to that baseball uh, trading deadline. Uh, we're going to be back here with the third segment, and we'll take a look at um, some picks here we'll have in the third segment. And as we always do, we'll give away some of RJ's money, my favorite part of the show. So we'll be right back. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. 
Welcome back to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. This is Marco D'Angelo with Vegas Runner. This is our third and final segment of the show. It is my personal favorite time of the show. I get to give away some of RJ's money. Uh, we know how I like to do that. And in honor of Brett Favre, we're going to make this week's coupon Goodbye 10. Just type in Goodbye 10 and you are going to get $10 off. Go to the pregame pros. Whenever you go to the shopping cart, you'll see enter coupon code. Just type in coupon 10 for $10 off your purchase. That coupon will be good through Monday and you can buy any of our cappers here at pregame. And uh, one capper I got to give a mention to. Um, we had him in earlier in the year for a uh, Meet the Pros podcast, and that is our good friend Spartan. He is just, he's hitting home runs right now, uh, VR, 11-1 and one with yeah, his with last 12 triple star, star plays. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guys, he's been on an incredible run, so congratulations, uh, Spartan. Just keep uh, knocking that ball out of the park. Not surprising. He Not surprising. Good, hard, dude. And, definitely. And he was having that little tough stretch. I remember a little while back, and you know that's the one, one bump in the road. They walk, yeah. they work through it, and then they catch fire, and that's why you, you know, the well, don't jump ship exactly, and you got to prepare for them. If you're a winning, ca- you're losing. Strength. You're a winning capper. You're going to win, right? You know, ride a winning capper. There's going to be a couple, you know, potholes in the road along the way, but uh, or you miss out on on, on the big runs. Wins. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of winning, uh, we're going to go to VR with uh, his free picks, and uh, you're back in the top five at the Sports Monitor. Money won. Congratulations. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. Uh, it's just been a grind, actually. Uh, the last two weeks, uh, two plus weeks, I we won last week, but I haven't gotten into that zone yet for the second half. You know me, I tell it like it is. Um, still up for, for baseball. You know, we're showing a nice profit, and uh, with three months left almost two and a half plus the postseason uh there's plenty of time for me to go on at least two more in the zone runs so i you know i I definitely think the best is ahead for us um and i I was ready to give a a college football future but instead i gotta jump on this because like i said i i saw the ticket um he's very sharp the 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 gentleman that bet it and i believe they are the best team in baseball and because they're not playing well right now you could get them at a price that's to me an underlay um getting five to one on on the boston red sox right now lvsc's lines i mean odds makers poll this week they're still ranked number one um, and, and I think you are getting probably the best team in baseball, if not the best team that's built for the postseason. Absolutely. I mean, picture Boston in the fall. And again, this is a future you're getting, you know, five to one on your money. And I'm uh, willing to go ahead and make this a five unit bet, have 25 units riding on it, because I believe this team will get hot in the second half, um, they will get in the playoffs. And with 25 units pending on a team like that, um, there's a lot of ways that you could earn. And uh, who's not going to need the money? It'll be the heart of football season, um, extra cash. Like I said, you know, why won't you need money then? So uh, Austin and, and- Red Sox, five units at five to one. I'm going to write, pass it along in the forum as well um, or in a blog post. 
I think it's a great bet. I, I got to agree with you. There's great value there, and and definitely do it before the the trade deadline because I think the value is yeah, there. That's even why if today they to, you know, do it yeah. today, uh, even if they don't get Holiday, this team, you yeah, know, they they can. Uh, it's an the it's five to one price, Marco. I, I think is because of this losing streak, not losing streak. But, I mean, on that road when they've lost them all them straight games on the road. Absolutely. They've won three of their last five or whatever. So Absolutely. I mean, the best is ahead for this team. The value's, there, the value's there today, and if they get holiday, you'll see that line be adjusted immediately. And, They'll and go down to like two to one, I believe. Three to one max. Pro- probably three with, to with, one. With holiday. There might be like an initial overreaction. You know how we all tend to overreact, and it'll, you might yep. see a two to one. But, yeah, it, it should adjust back to like three to one, like where the Dodgers are around five to one. I'm going to go, uh, as I've been doing the last few weeks, where we've been taking a look at a futures bet in football, where we will um, take a look at a team and uh, look at the win total and play over or under. And given what has transpired this week with Favre not going to Minnesota, I'm going to go to the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going to take them over 8.5 win total. Uh, This is not that strong of a division. Um, Minnesota probably player for player is the best team in the division, but the one question mark was the quarterback. And I I just really think that, you know, Jackson's going to really struggle this year. All of this could have done nothing to help his confidence when it comes out that players were texting and phone calling, you know, Brett Favre, you know, begging him to come. This kid's, you know, psyche was, you know, very thin to begin with. His confidence has to be wrecked. And the first time he throws an interception this year, the talk shows, all the guys, I mean, every bad game he has is going to be magnified. It's going to be a huge, uh, you know, shadow, on, you know, cast over him all year. I think that hurts the Minnesota Vikings. The Chicago Bears are the other team in that division that, you know, has any, you know, chance of success um you know cutler is going to be a definite upgrade at the quarterback position but new team new surroundings it's still the chicago bears we'll see what happened and uh it's a situation that uh i think green bay this opens the door for aaron Rodgers. he is now brett Favre free there's no comparisons for him there's no pressure he can go out and just be Aaron Rodgers and be the quarterback that the Green Bay Packers thought he can be when they drafted him. I think he's going to have a huge year. And if you're a fantasy guy, I think this opens it up for Aaron Rodgers. You should be able to get him you know, cheap in your fantasy draft. You know, He's not going to pay a premium like some of the other quarterbacks in the league. And I think he's going to have a huge year this year. I'm taking the Packers over eight and a half wins. That's my future bet for this uh, this I like week's it. show. I don't think nine uh, seven's a stretch for this team at all. Absolutely. Any final thoughts over there, my man? Uh, no, I just want to wish everyone the best of luck. Um, start getting ready for football. It'll be here before you know it. Hall of Fame game, I believe, is uh, August 9th, I, I think. And I know the Thursday. Uh, the Camps are opening up. The rest of the preseason games, yeah. It's, uh, I hope it's not as hot there as it is here in Vegas. That's for sure for these these guys doing the two-a-days. Uh, you know, I, I, it's hot now, you know, you know, Brett Favre will be sitting back having a cold one thinking, ah, I'm missing that. That's okay. 
So that's uh, this week's show. Um, thanks a lot. Uh, get into the forums. You guys got some questions for us. Uh, go ahead and you know ask us, and uh, we'll be uh, in the forums and answering those questions for you. As always, this is Marco D'Angelo along with Vegas Runner. Stephen Nova will be back next week. This has been the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. Talk to you guys next week. Best of luck with all of your wagers this week.